And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. All beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Darren Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colum Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Meat podcast. It's uh, week three of the um, of the shutdown and week two of the lockdown uh, commencing now. And uh, Davey, we were told that this lockdown was going to go on till um, uh, Easter Sunday, which is next Sunday. I think it may be extended at this stage. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it might be as well. Uh, it's, it's hard to see an end for it really at the minute because it feels like we're still probably at the stage we were at maybe 10, 12 days ago. It's very difficult to gauge. And they reckon that with the, the additional centres and that, I think they're going to triple their, the amount of tests they're doing per day, which is going to lead to a massive spike in cases probably in the next week too. So I think you're right. I don't think there's any end in sight for that just at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah, and uh, it means that while we don't have any live GAA to be commentating on, we do have other things that we can be uh, doing. Like, for instance, um, on our Patreon service, we did a great interview there with um, uh, the one and only Connor Nash, ex-Simon Stone footballer, ex-Mead footballer, uh, last week. And uh, a brilliant, brilliant podcast. Um, we did our um, senior uh, championship, the our hypothetical senior championship, as in you gave your thoughts on the on, on the senior championship and on the intermediate championship as well in the last couple of weeks. They're two good podcasts where we went through every single team um, in each of the championships and uh, we, you know, we had a look at their management, their key players, and where we think they're going to end up in this year's championship. And uh, even Davy was went as far as to give us all the quarterfinalists, the semi-finalists and the finalists for each of those. And we are going to be doing the um, uh, the junior championship um, in the next couple of days as well. Um, and uh, we're going to preview each of the teams in the junior championship, 15 teams in the junior championship, fighting it out for the Peter McDermott Cup this year. Um, with four groups, we reckon um, there's going to be three groups of four and one group of three that's what we're thinking the way the junior championship may go this year. And of course, there's I, going to be. Go on. I would say, sorry, Mick, I would say it'll probably just be three groups of five, to be honest. But that 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 might be, it might be a straight knockout championship now, the way things have gone. But I'd imagine that's they'd it, try yeah. and keep it to three groups if they could. Um, yeah, that'd make it a bit more difficult for uh, for quarterfinals. Whereas they went, if they went with four groups and only one of them was a group of three, that means that uh, you can take the top two from each of them groups and and put them straight into a quarterfinal. Whereas if they do groups of five, um, they will have to have the top two in each group go three go through, and then uh, third place in each of the groups will have to play each other in a round robin style. 
to see which two will go through to the quarterfinals. It's a bit, yeah, I don't know. Or, or they may they may just because uh, there's no relegation and stuff. They may just um, put top two through and that's it. No third place. Yeah, well, but then they'd only have six going through to the quarterfinals. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Um, or sometimes what they do is Group A would get an extra position, so maybe two of the three groups would get an extra one through, and then the third one is just unlucky. I'm not sure, <laughs> but generally they would try to keep it to three groups. I know it's awkward with the number it is, but you wouldn't feel that two like two games in a group just doesn't feel right, really. And if two teams are to go through, I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure they have it all planned out. I'm sure they do have it all planned out. Of course, they they always have everything planned out. But there is going to be a few interesting additions to the Junior Championship this year. Of course, Slane, Boards, Mildrum, Conrad, St Mary's and Kilbride, all Junior B uh, teams uh, last year and for the last number of years um, have been uh, promoted with the new championship structures that are in place. And they are going to be playing... Um, and um, they're going to be applying their trade in the junior championship this year. So it'll make for a very, very interesting championship, the intermediate one. We did that preview of it, and oh my God, 20 teams in it. And it, it, I, I advise anybody out there to go and listen to the to the podcast we did on the, the hypothetical intermediate championship, because there is so many good teams in that championship, Davey. You know, and, and you found it very difficult um, coming towards the end of that podcast, when you looked at some of the teams you had left, you know, I'm looking at it like Ballinock, uh, Old Castle, St. Pat's, Kenny, you know, all huge teams, Longwood coming down as well. And and you reckon that none of them are going to make it through to a quarter final spot, which is, you know, it, it just shows, but it just shows you that the pedigree that is in that intermediate championship. Yeah, well, we talked about that last week when we were doing it, like that there's um, obviously 20 teams, but they're all so evenly matched, you know, and it's it's virtually unheard of in a in a field as big as that, that you would have 20 teams as kind of on the same level as they are, but they really are. You could you could actually make a case for any of them getting out of the group, um, should they perform and maybe get a little bit of a nicer draw, but um, it, it, it always is the Intermediate Championship, whether... Whether there's 16 teams, 18 teams, 20 teams in it, it is always by far and away the most competitive championship we we tend to have every year, and it's a uh, it's testament to it. And you know, the, you you only have to look back on the last couple of years with Longwood and Nobber winning it. Um, you know, they really came from out, out of the blue, out of the pack. You know, you wouldn't have really made a strong case for them at the start of the year, yet they emerged with a bit of form and momentum through the groups. And, and got their run, obviously, to the final. And, and good luck to them in the senior. You know, Nobber in particular this year um, going to be up against it like Longwood were last year. You know, they, they'll love that in Nobber. They w- really will relish that and um, they'll enjoy a pop at senior football again. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great championship. And, and, and the thing that stands out is that you don't have a beaten finalist making the final year on year on year. It's usually two new teams that are making it um, to the final, which just shows you um, uh, the competitive nature of that uh, intermediate championship. Well, you know, we were looking we were looking at all these championships, the senior, intermediate and the junior, and we were doing our uh, hypothetical championships. But then we decided we'd go one step further, Davy, and we do virtual championships. So on Thursday evening, was it? No, Wednesday evening. Uh, sorry, Friday evening, we decided to do um, the virtual championships and we did the draws for all of the championships. And uh, I'm just going to read out uh, how each of them went. So we went with 
four groups in the junior championship, Group A, Group B, Group C, and Group D. And uh, in Group A, ended up being St. Bridget's, Kilbride, Dunsany, Drumcondra. Group B was St. Dalton, St. Vincent's, Corton, St. Mary's. What a group. Absolutely incredible. And it could end up like that this year. All right. Um, group C saw Karen Ross, Slane, Boards Mill, and Minalty. And Group D was Beliver, Clannard, and Kilmaine and Wood. And I have to say, it was all done above board here in the bunker. I had uh, three independent observers from KPMG <laughs> um, with me to make sure that it was all above board. And uh, we started off um, by doing the group stages on Twitter and uh, the voting, uh, it was basically to vote for your team to get through to the quarterfinal of the championship. And the way it ended up was Dunsany topped Group A, Cortown topped Group B, Carnaross grouped, uh, topped Group C and Beliver topped uh, Group D. And the way it was, was in the first quarterfinal, it was going to be top in A1 played second in C2 or in, in Group C, top in Group B, uh, played uh, second in Group D, top in Group C, played second in Group A, and top in Group A, or D, played uh, second in Group D, in Group B. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's, 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 that was a bit of a... That was so going, I'll, I'll give you that, fair play. <laughs> so, in the end, anyway, as I said, the winners of Group A were Dunsany, um, and second in Group A was St. Bridget's. Uh, top in Group B was Cortown by the skin of their teeth, and they uh, just pipped St. Vincent's to that top spot. It was a late rally, the last five minutes of the game. A uh, few frees were were caught on the uh, were, were awarded on the right hand side of the field, just to the right hand side of the goals. Little tap overs for Davy Rispin with his left foot, and Cortown saw themselves through top of the table in Group B with St Vincent's coming in second. And interestingly, uh, Cortown put out their near neighbours, St Dalton. St Dalton's ended up being in third place in Group B, and St Mary's ended up in fourth. Then in Group C, the winners of Group C. By uh, uh, I think they had three wins out of three. It was Karen Ross. They had 60-plus percent of the votes. And second was Minalti. And then in Group D, Beliver came out on top. And Kilmaine and Mudd, with a little bit of an upset, beating Clonard to uh, to pip that second spot. So the quarterfinals, that was how it went on Twitter. They were the group stages on Twitter. We then moved over to um, our Instagram page for the quarterfinals. Dunsany are taking on Minalti. Cortown are taking on Kilmaine and Wood. Carna Ross are taking on St. Bridget's. And Beliver are taking on St. Vincent's. And uh, Davy, you're looking after the the, um, the voting system on our Instagram page at the moment. And how are those games looking? First of all, Dunsany and Minalti. I know we're, it's around half seven here. There's probably an hour or so of voting left to go in the quarterfinals. The results will probably be true by the time the podcast goes out. But with an hour to go, Dunsany and Minalti, what's the score in that one? Oh, it's, it's incredibly tight. That's the tightest game by far and away in the junior and intermediate, which are currently ongoing. Um, Minalti have come back. They were they were down as far as, I think, 10% the vote. They were losing by 10%, I should say, um, maybe 12 hours ago. But now they actually have come back to lead by 51% to 49%. To, to put this into context... We've had uh, we've had seven hundred just under seven hundred votes on this particular match. Minolti lead by nine, just nine votes. Wow. Three hundred forty-nine votes to Dunsany's three hundred and forty. So as you say, there's about there's just over an hour to go. So there's you know loads of time for things to change, but it's all about can Dunsany get the momentum and the to rally and to 
to get back and see can they can they topple Minolte because it is really getting into the dying embers at this stage. I, uh, the, the way I look at that is um, Kieran Flynn. Obviously, he's been training this Dunsany team, and uh, you know he, he they, they're, they're, they thought it was a sprint. They got off to a great start. <laughs> Pierre Fox flying around the field there, but their fitness levels seem to be you know um, killing them at the moment. And Minalti, with we'll say ten minutes of the game to go, are just after taking the lead. And can Dunsany come back and pip this one? It looks like. Their, 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 their race is run. There's no there's no energy left in the legs, but they're going to need a new lease of life, um, new wind in the sails, Davey. Can they do it? Can Dunsany come back, do you think? I'm, I'm going to say Minolte will hold on. I think the voting compared to 12 hours ago or when we just started was crazy. Like I, I said it to you, I thought Twitter was going to, or Instagram was going to explode. It's slowed down considerably now because it's reached a saturation point where everybody who can nearly vote has voted at this stage so um it's just about bodies can they get the numbers in to see the job out minority clinging on and they're still picking up the vote the, the vote here and there which is keeping them you know in in contention but it's very tight <laughs> we had this, we had this before in the team of the decade when we did um the full back position between Stephen Moran from Simonstown and Michael Flood from there was one vote in it in the finish, and there was like this couple of hundred votes, and it came down to one solitary vote. Incredible stuff. And there's just to let people know, there is a chance that the poll will end 50-50, and that's all Instagram will show you. We're able to see exactly the breakdown in the numbers. So Dunsany have actually got two since we've we've been talking. So it's down to seven now. Seven to so seven. Pierre Fox with a couple of fees Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the seven <laughs> points in it. So. Uh, it, it's getting tight. We'll keep you posted by the end of the podcast. We might have some more uh, light on that one. Moving on to quarterfinal number two, it's Cortown and Kilmain and Wood. And uh, Davy Rispin, uh, Cortown were winning this one so well, you were able to take some time out from the game to come over and do a bit of a podcast with me. Or were you substituted? I probably <laughs> substituted. <laughs> That's normally the way it's going. Or, or maybe I haven't been brought on yet. They're saving me for the semi final. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting one too. Uh, it is close by all means. You know, there, it's fifty four percent to Corton, forty six percent to Kilmain and Wood. Uh, the breakdown of votes: Corton three hundred twenty eight, Kilmain and Wood two hundred seventy seven. So still fifty, roughly fifty votes in it. So you'd fancy Corton at this stage to go on and and secure a semi final spot. But good effort from Kilmain and Wood. You know, absolutely. And Corton with that extra. 8% at the moment, um, and uh, will they have enough in the legs to get over the line? It looks like they might have enough. All right, we're going to move on to quarterfinal number three. It's Karen Ross and St. Bridget's, and I'm going to get a live update from Davy Rispin. Karen Ross and St. Bridget's, how is this one going? Yeah, Karen Ross and Cruz control here. Frank O'Reilly and Paddy McDermott have shot the lights out with 397 votes. Um, St. Bridget's heavily reliant on Joe Blake sometimes for scores, and I think this is a similar scenario here. They they started brightly with Alan Moore as well, um, getting in behind them and, and giving them a bit of a lift. But 217 votes to 397, it's comprehensive enough, to be honest. And, and the percentages there at the minute. The percentages, uh, just give me a second now. I was just in the votes. Um, the percentages are Karner Ross are winning by 65%. Bridget's 35%. 
Excellent. I'm just taking a note of the scores as we're going along here, um, and we'll be able to compare them when the final whistle blows and uh, see who were the teams that made a rally towards the end. Uh, Can Ross flying? Are any of the lads been taken off there at this stage? Do you reckon? Or uh, yeah, I think so. I think they're looking ahead. They've no matter who they've got in the other. It's looking like we'll come to it in a minute. Who it's looking like, but they have a tough semi-final matchup regardless of who they're playing in it. And um, I think they're resting the likes of Franco and uh, Paddy McDermott. But they're bringing on the likes of the McGee's and Killian Porter to see the job out. Great season players at this stage of their career. So um, they'll, they'll continue to tick, to, to tick on with the scores and uh, look forward to a semi-final spot. Yeah, after, after such a disappointing championship last year, they really have come back this year. And uh, they've, they've, they've topped their group. And they're winning their quarterfinal very, very uh, easily here at the moment. So they're putting all the naysayers uh, down from last year and uh, really making a mark in the championship. Fair play to Karen Ross. Uh, looks like they're going to be the, definitely uh, the, the biggest winners in the quarterfinals at the moment. Beliver are taking on St. Vincent's in the last of our quarterfinals. Of course, Beliver and St. Vincent's, two of the big names in this junior championship. And how is that one going at the moment, Davey Wisman? Yeah, uh, St. Vincent's feeling the effects of finishing second in our group and getting a tough draw against the, the <laughs> comprehensive group winners in Group D, Beliver. And it's, uh, it, they're both men in maroon, so I suppose it's, it's the men uh, from Beliver, the Bog Boys, they lead uh, by 369 votes to St. Vincent's 226. So a comfortable enough lead there for Beliver with time running out for St. Vincent. So it looks like they'll... Uh, see in the semi-final passage where they'll play Karen Ross and about water and uh, last four tie. It would be absolutely incredible. What are the percentages there for Beliver and for St. Vincent's? Currently it's 62% to Beliver um, and 38% to St. Vincent's. Yeah, St. Vincent's coming out of that tough group with Cortown and um, uh, St. Dalton's in that group. St. Mary's didn't let them have it easy either, so they didn't. So maybe this team that we speak about so often being so fit, maybe they peaked too early. Maybe it was the the, the group stages that they put all their eggs into, and uh, it's 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 costing them here in the quarter final against Beliver. I suppose Beliver in that group of three only had to play uh, two games to get through. <laughs> so maybe there's maybe there's more in the legs for for Beliver than there is for St. Vincent's at the moment. Yeah, probably. I don't think they exerted too much energy in that group to, to get out of it, uh, with all due respect to the teams that were in it with them. And St. Vincent's, as you say, with Corton and Ultons, it was literally flip-flopping between the three for them two spots up until, you know, for the 24 hours or for the three games. And as you said, St. Mary's, who started really slow, started to perform late on and take take votes off other teams as well. So uh, Vincent's put a lot into getting out of the group and got a really tough quarterfinal draw, you have to say, against Beliver. They've just come up short. Yeah, and not only that, with the, the Hurling Championship being put off for a few weeks, Beliver have all their players uh, <laughs> intact and they didn't have to worry about um, losing players to the Hurling. So, you know, it's great that the virtual Hurling Championship is not going to take place for a few weeks and gives time for these yeah. players to, to get the football in first. Yeah, well, that's yeah. it. Podge Gagan is the one. We, we, we have a picture of uh, each player representing their club on the Instagram poll. And it's Podger Gagan, who's one of the veterans in Beliver, but also, um, you know, a staunch hurling man there as well. So he's at the forefront of the, you know, the campaign. And you can rest sure that Adam Gannon and players like that from the dual players are playing as well. So you're, you're, you've kind of nailed it there. The hurlers 
having them available to Beliver makes a significant difference. Massive, massive difference, so it does. But the race for the Peter McDermott Cup is really, really and truly on now at the moment with the quarterfinals nearly over. We will be going into semi-final stage um, later this evening and that will go on right through until Monday night and, of course, the final. The semi-finals will be on uh, Tuesday, is that right? No, the semi-finals, uh, start, semifinals so, start tonight, finish tomorrow evening and the final yeah. will be on Tuesday. Yeah, the final the final will actually start uh, tomorrow night and it'll run until Tuesday night, exactly, 24 hours. Yeah, so um, really is hotting up. So get on over there to Instagram and uh, the We Are Mead Instagram page and you will see all of the games um, that we have up at the moment for uh, quarterfinal and semi-final spots. And of course, the final taking place on Tuesday. We're going to move on now to our intermediate championship. And uh, I'm just going to go into that. And uh, Davy, we ran the um, preliminary quarter. Sorry, the preliminary round. Um, we obviously in the intermediate championship, the Maddie McDonald Cup. There are twenty teams, so we had to get it down to sixteen. So we had to have eight teams going into a preliminary round, and uh, the draws were Drumbarra against Mead Hill, Ballinlock St Pat's, Kilmainham against Longwood. Bracky against Dundry, and that was our eight teams in the preliminary round. The teams that came through were Mead Hill beat Drumbarra. Um, I know that uh, Kieran O'Malley, the manager of Drumbarra, was very disappointed with his team um, and their performance. As I said to him on uh, tw- on uh, Instagram and Twitter, I think what happened there was he overtrained them in the week leading up to the game against Mead Hill, and the lads just didn't have. Uh, have the legs for the Mead Hill team. The winner between Ballinlock and St. Pat's was Ballinlock. A comprehensive win there for Ballinlock and St. Pat's. Very disappointed uh, with their intermediate uh, run this year. They're going straight into a, um, a relegation battle. And if I look back over my notes, Davy Rispin, you did predict that St. Pat's would be in a relegation battle. I'd just like to note that one. Then in uh, the other games, Kilmainham were taking on Longwood. Longwood beat Kilmainham here. And uh, they saw themselves through to the last 16. And then Balnebracki were taking on Dundery. And Dundery came away with the win here. Dundery, incidentally, you had down for a quarter or for a semi final spot. You also had Balnebracki down for a semi final spot. So there's a semi final spot up for grabs now that your prediction of uh, Balnebracki. Well, you didn't know that Balnebracki and Dundery that's, were going to face off against each other, I suppose. Yeah. It was a tight that's affair true. in the end. So the final, the last 16 games are Mead Hill will take on Ballinlock, Longwood will take on Dundry, Radkenny will take on Dulik Bellustown, Moyla will take on Waterson, Sidon Castletown, that's a great, great uh, last 16 pair. Um, Clonmagale are taking on Bective, Blackhall Gales are against St Michaels and Old Castle are taking on Trim, another two big clubs there. So you have uh, the current voting for us on each of these games. So I might go to the first one on our list. It's Mead Hill and Ballinlock. Who's winning at this day, at the at this point in the in, in the game? Yeah, Ballinlock have continued their um their good form from the preliminary round and the lead by uh, 58% of the vote to 42. So uh looking good for them. Similar time to the junior left, so there's literally less than an hour at this stage left. So they accumulated 374 votes so far to Mead Hill's uh, honourable 267. Mead Hill did a good job in seeing off Drumbar in the prelims, but I think that's as far as they're going to go um, because Ballinlock look to be steaming their way into uh, a quarter final. 
Paderborn on fire, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, typically enough, Paderborn and Simon Davey, plenty of strength in there. Uh, Johnny Riley, the captain, leading them on from the back. They'll take beating, you know, they, they have a big following. Uh, Susan Farrell really gets in behind stuff like this, and uh, she's given them every bit of encouragement they need. So uh, they, they wouldn't be a nice match for anybody in the quarterfinal. No, definitely not. And uh, Banlock leading at the moment with about an hour of voting to go in their last 16. And they're going to face off against the winner of Longwood and Dundery. And uh, can you tell us how this one is going? Yeah, both both of them in the, the 300 mark. So Dundery are literally going to touch uh, 400 any minute now. They have 399 votes to Longwood's 302. So there's there's 97 votes in it at this stage. It's probably a lot to see uh, Longwood clawing back, but it's it's like to get to 302 votes and probably being written off at this stage, it's 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 tough on them. But uh, in the grand scheme of things, what it means is it's 57% Dundry, 43% Longwood. So looking like Dundry are going to join Ballinlock in the in the quarterfinals of the uh, Matthew McDonough. Yeah, and Dundry uh, managing to get a bit of revenge for that early defeat in the championship a couple of years ago against Longwood um, in 2018 when Longwood went on to win the uh, intermediate championship. And Dundry, who I said earlier on this year, they haven't really recovered from that loss to Longwood a couple of years ago. That might be just the catalyst for them to push forward in this intermediate championship. And they have a couple of few, a couple of players back in the in the fold as well, Davy. Yeah, they do. There are plenty of young players coming on, and I think uh, the young generation for virtual championships is the way forward, to be honest. <laughs> um, so uh, Dundry could absolutely take beating. I know Collar and Cuff is their sponsor there, Decky Mahan. Uh, he's a dub, but he's an adopted Dundry and Mead man at this stage, and he's getting in behind it and giving them every bit of encouragement too. So they have probably additional votes coming from there. So uh, I think, they, do they match up with Ballinock in the quarterfinal? What a game that would be. Yeah, that'd be an absolute cracker so would of a quarterfinal if uh, Dundry and Bannock are to go through. Um, they're both winning at the moment uh, with an hour of voting left, so uh, we'll see how that one turns out. But it does look like Dundry will be playing Bannock in a quarterfinal. The next game we have on our list is Rakenny taking on Bellewstown. Delik Bellewstown, how's that game going? Uh, Rakenny, it's looking like a landslide victory for the Rats on the return to intermediate football uh, as they lead by 411 votes to Delique Bellewstown's 212. So um, a really huge lead there for Rakenny entering the final stages. So they're not going to be stopped uh, for a place in the quarterfinal. What that means in percentage terms is Rakenny 66% to Delique Bellewstown's 34%. So Really, really easy victory there for Rakenny. They wouldn't have expected it as easy from Dulik, but they've been disappointing. Kyogen and O'Hare to the fore for Rakenny. Yeah, and some of the older players too. Brian Mead uh, still doing it there. Um, uh, Kayla Hannigan as well, who was in and around the Mead squad for a couple of couple of years and still is, I believe, just you know crippled with injuries. Um, so look when they when they get all their best players out, I think they're a tough match for anyone. And they're storming into a quarterfinal. Yeah, and uh, Kayla Canigan, uh, even if he is injured at the moment, his Tom is well able to vote. So uh, he's avoiding all injuries and uh, staying safe at the moment, which is great. Uh, we'll move on to our other uh, last 16 pairing, which will see uh, the winner of Moila and Waterson more than likely taking on Rathkenny. How is Moila and Waterson going at the minute? 
if you thought Rakeni uh, was a landslide victory, this this takes the biscuit all together. Um, what Myla getting a baptism of fire on their uh, on their return or on their first uh, intermediate championship out, and as Waterstown lead by seventy one percent of the vote, so seventy one percent to twenty nine. Um, it's it's really really easy for them. Four hundred and sixty seven votes to Myla's one hundred and ninety three. Uh, still plugging away in fairness to Miley you wouldn't expect that unless but Waterstown just the size of the area size of the club has proven all too much yeah looking like it will be a Waterstown Rathkenny uh, uh, quarter final and that would be a tasty one all right we're going to move on to our next pair and that's uh, this one is brilliant this is the uh, local derby of all derbies Sidden and Castletown how is that game going at the minute Dave? Well, you'd, you'd be forgiven for thinking this game would be extremely close. And, you know, we have talked about these two and form kind of going out the window in recent times. But it seems to be form is carrying through in this one with Castletown uh, steamrolling their neighbours sitting, leading by 70% of the vote to 30. Uh, they've accumulated 452 votes to date to Sidden's 197. So uh, all over bar the shouting there for Davy Cahill's men and... Uh, and a disappointing uh, derby day against Castletown. Well, it looks like Castletown are going to make it through, and they'll be uh, they'll have the bragging rights up there around North Mead, um, in around that uh, Castletown Sydney area, um, and uh, uh, Castletown <laughs> they'll they'll be the happier of the two sides definitely. The they will be facing off. The winner of that game will be facing off against Clonmacnoise or Bective, and uh, you're going to give us an update on that game just now. Yeah, uh, interesting game. Clannagale Junior Champions coming up from uh, coming up from the junior grade last year, playing Bective, who've been there for a few years after winning junior themselves, and tight without being incredibly close at this stage. And it looks like Bective are going to emerge victorious. They lead by fifty five percent of the vote to Clannagale's forty five percent. In terms of votes, what it means is it's three hundred and sixty six votes for Bective. 305 for Clannagale, so 61 between them with less than an hour, about 45 minutes remaining. So it looks like Bective are going into a quarter final. Well, if Clannagale can get the votes in over the next hour and get that surprise over Bective, of course, Bective, I think, won the junior championship in 2016, if I believe, if, I, if, yeah. I, if I'm right. And uh, they, uh, again, are seasoned campaigners in, in intermediate at this stage. And if Clannagale can get uh, back at them, they could see themselves facing off against, by the looks of things, it will be Castletown to win that other last 16 game. We're going to move on now to uh, the next game we have, the second last game in the last 16, and it's Blackhall Gales against St. Michael's. And St. Michael's, a team that you have uh, high hopes for in the Intermediate Championship this year. I do indeed, and they're, um, they're fulfilling my hopes so far in the Virtual Championship too, as they lead comfortably enough by 59% of the vote to 41% against Blackhall Gales. Um, in terms of votes, that's 393 to the mix, 271 to Blackhall. So it looks like St. Michael's are going to be taking their place in the quarterfinals as expected. Yeah, and uh, St. Michael's will be facing off against one or the other of these two big names in Mead football. It's Old Castle and Trim. And Davy, we're looking for you to let us know how this game is going. Old Castle and Trim. Yeah, this is a brutal last 16 game. Like for, for two of these to come out in an open draw against each other, it's it's probably good enough to be the final. It was a semi-final last year, of course, when Trim absolutely destroyed Old Castle. And to be honest with you, 
they're not destroying them, but they're they're giving them a good clip. And at this stage, they lead by 57% of the vote to Oldcastle's 43%. And it wasn't always like this. Early on in the vote, Oldcastle started very strong, but Trim really came back into it, um, got a bit of momentum, and they've now kicked on, and they lead by 402 votes to Oldcastle's 304. So 98 votes Ooh. between them. Uh, it looks it looks fairly sewn up at this stage, and Trim are going to be taking their place in the quarterfinals. It does indeed, and uh, it, it'll be very hard to claw back 100 um, votes in the next hour and that's that's if if Trim were to get no votes at all as well in the yeah. next hour. So it's looking uh, fairly ominous for Oldcastle, and they will be beaten by Trim again this year. You had Trim down as a non-qualifier, which would mean that they wouldn't be qualifying for the quarterfinals. You'd be right in that. And Trim, you had down for finalists in the Junior Championship this year, and you had St. Michael's to be in the final as well. I wonder if the voting system is going to go your way in the intermediate championship but that is brilliant i'm just looking down through them so all um mead hill and ballock ballock leading that one at the moment with about an hour to go longwood uh, and dundery dundery looking for revenge there on uh, their result a couple of years ago winning by uh, 57 to 43 at the moment right kenny are beating delete bellustown quite comprehensively myla are being beaten by waterstown quite comprehensively myla getting a baptism of fire in the intermediate championship uh, Castletown beating their na- near neighbours 70 to 30 at the moment. And then a uh, close one to follow is Bective and Clonmagale. It's Bective 55, it's Clonmagale 45. Then we have Blackhall Gales and St Michael's. St Michael's doing very well at the moment, leading 59 to 41. And in the final game, it is Old Castle losing to Trim at the moment. And f- most of those games do look sewn up at the moment, Davy Rispin. But uh, again, we'd just like to tell all our listeners, go over to Instagram, get involved, get voting for the teams that you think um, uh, will go through in, to the next round, be it a quarterfinal uh, spot in the junior championship or a quarterfinal uh, spot in the intermediate championship. But it's getting great um, in, uh, interaction at the moment, Davy. Yeah, we've we've probably had uh, just under 8,000 votes on the last 16 of the intermediate and the quarterfinals of the junior. So that's excluding all the Twitter votes for the group stages of the junior championship and also uh, the preliminary round of the intermediate, which generated significant uh, engagement as well. So unbelievable uh, amount of votes in the last 24 hours for the last 16 and quarterfinals. So get across, by the time people are listening to this, it's going to be semi-final stage in the junior championship and it's going to be quarter-final stage in the intermediate. So all to play for and your vote your vote is very important and I think the clubs will be uh, much appreciated of the of the vote when it does come through and if they get through. They will and, you know, uh, these people can determine where the Matty McDonald uh, Club, uh, Matty McDonald Cup will lie this year as well um, uh, in the virtual championship. So they need to get in there and get their voting done. Finally, Davy, the pinnacle of Mead football, it is the virtual Mead Senior Championship. We've decided to hold off on this one for a few days. Um, we did do the group stage draw, and uh, we did this on Friday night with the rest of our uh, uh, championship draws. But we decided to hold off on this one till maybe Tuesday. We're going to start the group stages on Twitter on Tuesday. The um, knockout stages, the quarterfinals will take place on Wednesday on our Instagram the semi-finals will take place on is it Thursday right through till Friday, and yeah. then the final will take place from Friday until Saturday evening, and the winner will be announced 
uh, that evening. But um, the group stages, like uh, <laughs> I know, I know we did the we did the draw here with a bucket and with all the pieces of paper and the whole lot, and it was a bit of crack and whatever. But it threw up some great groups, like Group A: Wolf Tones and Column Kills, Dunboyne and Nafina. Like that's the cracking group. Um, uh, to be uh, if it was to be drawn out for the actual championship. Yeah, unbelievable, and I don't think too many teams would be uh, thanking you in that group for for a draw like that. Particularly Dunboyne and Wolf Tones, although they'd be favourites to come out of it, they, they wouldn't get that easy against St. Colm Kills and Nafina, who uh, this year I feel are going to have something to prove. And uh, big teams, big followings, uh, young as well. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you got a couple of upsets in that group at all. Yeah, absolutely. And then in Group B, Centralson, Kells, Rathholt and Screen, or sorry, Centralson, Gail Column Kills, we have to get it right. Um, uh, Gail Column Kill Kells, uh, Rathholt and Screen. Again, another cracking one. Three teams uh, there, like Centralson, Rathholt and Screen, not within the narcissist role, or not, not, not too far from each other. You could probably spit into most of them uh, uh, parishes from one field to the other. Yeah, unreal, and, and Kells obviously being the exception, yeah. as they so often are, but uh, Johnny Gilson from Centrestown was actually in touch with us on Instagram, and uh, he was hoping for a nice draw, and you know, I, I gave him the draw as soon as it was out, and uh, he he says, give us screen, he says, hopefully no one will vote for them, so I said, yeah, we gave you, the, we gave you a screen, but he says we're still in big trouble with the other teams that have come out, but that's the beauty of it, and it'll be interesting to see, can can the likes of Sanchez Town and Screen come out of that group? Because, you know, from the outset looking in, you'd have to fancy Retoth and Gail Column Kill to come out of it. But, you know, who knows when it comes down to the crunch? And uh, you just don't know. As you say, you've got Twitter first. Getting out of the group is going to be the first thing. And then you can start worrying about the knockout stages and who you might have in a quarterfinal. Yeah, is, is, is he saying that the people in Screen are uh, are not that savvy when it comes to, uh, to, to the internet and, and that they won't get well, enough votes? He's either saying that or he's saying that the, the other people outside the screen might be too fond of them. So <laughs> might be too, might be inclined to maybe give them a vote. I don't know what Johnny's implying. He might get in touch to let us know. <laughs> Absolutely. And then in Group C, we have Summerhill, Winalby, Simon Singales and Dunshockland. What a group. Absolutely incredible. Summerhill and Winalby, near neighbours there. They'd know each other fairly well. Simonson beaten by Summerhill in last year's semi-final. And then Simonson beat Dunshockland uh, last year. Um, I think it was in the quarterfinals of the of, of the senior championship. No, uh, maybe the last group game or something uh, down in, yeah. in Dunhamall Ashburn. Um, you know, in a tight affair. So, you know, no love lost between any of them teams. No, the the derby obviously between Summerhill and Manalvi is always great, you know. And uh, Summerhill Didn't they meet last year? They did meet last year, yeah. Summerhill uh, defeated them in trim on a on a gorgeous day, gorgeous summer's yeah. evening. Um, they were outstanding that night, actually. But you know, Manalvi have this um, ability of just performing on on any given day, and you'd fancy them to get one or two big performances in that group, and they'd love. If one of them was against Summerhill and, you know, Sean Duggan will be rallying the troops as we speak now to put in a huge campaign to get Manalvi through. Or if not, get them through to beat Summerhill and get them out. <laughs> he, he, he'd nearly sacrifice Manalvi's interest in the senior championship to get Summerhill out and let uh, yourselves and uh, the chocolate go through. But that, that's another really interesting group. It re, you know, fantastic group. Two of the bigger teams. And then maybe two of the teams that'll be looking to knock them off top spot, but 
you know, really, really are three, you know, fascinating groups and evenly matched groups, and it'll be intriguing to see what way they pan out. Then in Group D, uh, the newly promoted Nobber would have been delighted with this group. In fairness, it wouldn't have been the worst of groups to end up in. Navin O'Matney's, Curahad, Dunhamar Ashburn and Nobber. You know, Dunhamar Ashburn would have high hopes of finishing top in that group. Um, but you, you just don't know what you're getting with Dunhamar Ashburn from one week to the next. That's probably been their Achilles heel over the last few years. And then Nobber. They'd fancy their chances maybe against Corahan and Navanomatnis, you know, in a in a shootout. Yeah, well, that's it. And um, if any of them teams don't perform, I think that's where Nobber are realistically going to pick up wins. If teams um, maybe aren't just on their their A game on any given day, and Nobber perform well, there's no reason why Nobber can't beat any team. But particularly the likes of your Corahans and Navanomatnis, as you mentioned, we've seen the the best and the worst in Avon O'Mahony's at times last year. It's, you know, at some stages they were brilliant. They were like looking at them five or ten years ago. And then on other days, you'd seen the the inconsistencies that have come into their games. Curaha were just brilliant last year. You know, they really were. But the challenge for them is going to be to maintain that going forward this year. They're going to have a big target on their back. Can they perform like they did, you know, for the, for the vast majority of last year consistently? That's a big question. Whereas Nobber... You know, they're going to be on a free run. They're going to go in and, and have a crack at it. Um, Dunham or Ashburn, again, like you say, they got to a quarter final last year, but they really stumbled to it. You know, they didn't really play that well to get there. This year, I'm going to be looking at them, looking looking for big performances. And, you know, they're a big area. They're a huge catchment area. They have no reason why they shouldn't have a, have a decent team and go out and perform well. So that's a really open group. Um, probably not the, the big heavyweights that you'd associate with challenging for championships in that group but that presents opportunities it does indeed and uh, really like it's 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 not the biggest of groups as in like it doesn't have any of the major players um uh, from the last couple of years in that group so they'd all fancy their chances in that group interestingly davy you know we we've been uh this obviously will go to vote on Tuesday. It will start on Tuesday on our Twitter feed, as we said. We'll be doing all four groups and we'll be looking for everybody to give their votes and see who gets through. We never spoke about relegation, so we didn't. You know, we, we, we could do as a, a side a side plot uh, towards the end. Uh, we could do a semi-finals of, um, of relegation. So it'll be Group A, bottom of Group A plays bottom of Group B. Botman Group C plays Botman Group D, and the losers from both of those go into a relegation final. <laughs> I, I don't think they'd like us doing that, but hey, whatever you say, boss, I don't mind. But uh, yeah, I, we I, might I, look into that. We might look into that. But, and, you know, as, as as we get to semi-final spot, maybe um, um, um uh, we might just throw it up on on our um on our Instagram page. Uh, so I'm giving you license to do that if you do want to do it. But uh, no, it's uh, look, it's, it's running off the same way as our junior championship. We're doing the group stage on Twitter. And then when we go to quarterfinals, we're going to go to Instagram. It's much easier for um, to do the, uh, the quarterfinal, the knockout stages on Instagram, because you can put a picture of each club uh, 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 into the photo and you just vote on, on, on which club you want to do. So, and, 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 and it's, uh, it seems to be a much better way of engaging, Davey. Yeah, it just seems to be kind of getting the younger audiences in. Um, obviously, with Twitter, you have the, the extra number of options to do polls, whereas on Instagram, it's just the two. So it's working really well. Um, we're delighted we've got you know huge numbers of you know voters and that and uh, 
it's probably only going to intensify it then, then in the latter stages of championships and when we kick off the senior championship. So, um, you know, get across to Twitter and Instagram. Even if you don't have a profile, make one up. Even if you don't want to use the, the platforms, use it for the sake of this and give your club the vote that they need to, to get to the next stage and, you know, who knows, maybe even win. That's it. Give your club every chance of getting through to the next set. This is where, you know, the people say when you're playing a game of football, the 16th man is the crowd. Well, this is the chance for the 16th man to give their club what they want. is, And that's get them through to the next round. Get them through to the quarterfinals. Get them through to the semi-final, And then get them through to the final where they will face off against another team for the Keegan Cup and uh, you know w- wouldn't it be interesting if the groups did end up like this when the championship comes comes back to you? <laughs> well, well Mickey the, the way things are going uh, you know unfortunately at the minute they, the me GA lads might have to go with our suggestion and just start yeah. handing out the cups to, to whoever wins these things so you know it probably is worth uh, giving this a little bit of attention and uh, making sure your team are definitely not in relegation trouble, number one, but also maybe challenging for a virtual championship because you well, never know, you could be celebrating one by the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, it could be the only one you'd be celebrating by the end of the year. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, you know, we're having a laugh and a joke about this, but this could be very serious in the end. They might, because this has been done so thoroughly and so um, unbiasedly, and uh, that, that, that's not even a word probably, but, um, um, but it, it's been so official, that that's the word I'm looking for, that they might just have to go with the results of our virtual championship in the end because it's been, it's been done to the letter of the law. Yeah, well, we have all the screenshots and the final tallies and numbers and everything to prove it. So it's not as if there's going to be questions as to when, like, obviously, when a story expires on Instagram, it's gone. But it's still in our archives. So we have everything there and it's legit. So, um, yeah, if the lads want to come and use it, by all means, they're welcome to it. They are indeed, and uh, 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 <laughs> it could be something that they may have to look into. Hopefully, it won't ever come to that. Hopefully, in a couple of months' time, this this will all be behind us. Everybody will have come out the far side of it safe and sound, and obviously, there are people who won't, and uh, there are people who are families that are affected by it at the moment, and we wish them all the very best, and we do hope that all of our listeners are obeying all the rules, uh, social distancing, and uh, uh, washing your hands all the time and, and and just doing what's necessary for all of us to get through this together Dave. yeah it's vitally important and look at all of these things are a bit of crack and that and it's just to to pass a bit of time for ourselves and also for our listeners and people on these platforms to do with clubs because i'm not i'm not just saying it's ga people but you know yourself as as a ga man you're you're used to going to games you're used to going to train and you're used to playing football watching football when that's gone out of your life, you know, there's a massive void. There really is. And Huge. I felt that in the last couple of weeks, you know, not able to go into the car and go down to the pitch or not able to go to a me game or a club game on a weekend or whatever it is, you, you do realise the amount of, or sorry, the, the importance of GA to people in general. And it's, um, it's only when it's gone you actually realise how important it is. Yeah, it really is. It's 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 a massive part of our life, and uh, you know, without it, it's uh, it's fairly it's fairly uh, it's fairly dull and very fairly tough. But uh, as we said, we will we will all get through this, and we will get out the other side. And football will be waiting for us, and sport will be waiting for us. And uh, in the meantime, we have. 
the virtual championships, the virtual meet championships going on, the junior championship, the Peter McDermott Cup is at quarter final stage. We've got four games running at the moment on Zaney Minalty, Corton Kilmain and Wood, Karen Ross, St. Bridget's, and Beliver against St. Vincent's. And uh, it's looking like Minalty, Corton, Karen Ross, and Beliver will make it through to the next round of the junior championship, the quarterfinal or the semi-finals. And in the intermediate championship, that's the virtual intermediate championship, we have Midhill playing Ballinlock, we've Longwood playing Dundry, but Kenny playing Delique Bellison, Myla playing Waterson, Sidden playing Castleton, Clan Gale taking on uh, Bechtiv, uh, Blackhall Gales taking on St Michaels and Old Castle taking on Trim at the moment in the virtual uh, intermediate championship. That again, the intermediate championship having 20 teams, the race for Maddie McDonald is a knockout tournament this year don't think that's been decided by me ga that was decided by us because it didn't fit in with the with the uh, voting systems on twitter or on uh, on uh, uh, instagram but we went with it anyway and then obviously we did mention as well the the keegan cup the senior championship uh, the group stages will start on tuesday and uh, we're looking forward to everybody getting involved on uh, Instagram for the group stages and then obviously on, uh, sorry, on Twitter for the group stages and then Instagram for the quarterfinals. Davey, what else have you been up to or what else have you got on at the moment for the next few days? Um, I, I've been watching plenty of Instagram as I've been doing for the last few weeks. <laughs> I've been watching plenty of uh, GA matches from years gone by. I watched uh, Kerry in Dublin from 2013 today, one of the classics. Um, watch Mead and Kildare in the 97 Leinster semi-final drawn game on Friday I think it was, was unbelievable was the, game was that the three drawn or two drawn games it went to three games that one yeah I, I think that was the first was that the first I think it could have been the first game or possibly the second one it was the one where uh, Jody Devine came off the bench to kick four points in extra time Mead were six points down at half time in extra time and incredibly Came back to, to draw the game, uh, yeah. and it was actually Mead actually went ahead, and it was Kildare who got a got a, a score with the last kick of the game to um, yeah. to get the replay. But unbelievable game! Didn't didn't uh, Jody Devine his four points? Didn't his last of the four put us ahead? And then it yeah. was um, yeah, and then it was uh, Kildare who had to draw level. I'll never forget that game. Yeah, um, the heading on all of the newspapers, I think every newspaper went with it the following day was Divine Inspiration. Um, yeah. And uh, I still use that every time I see Jody. He's a great guy. He's a character um, and uh, an absolute legend of of of, of Mead football. But it was it was amazing. This like the four in a row scores he kicked were all incredibly difficult scores from from different angles. Every angle, yeah. huge huge distance out. There weren't none of the, not one of them was an easy tap over point. There were four brilliant brilliant points and. Uh, you know, he really rescued it when it looked like me. They were running out of legs and ideas. And he made a name for himself that day as well. That is for sure. <laughs> he sure did. There was divine inspiration and divine intervention as well. I think they were the two that were used. Um, yeah. But there was some some brilliant performances. Like Ollie Murphy had a really slow start to the game. But in the second half, he kicked some brilliant scores. There was one which stands out to me, he uh, he completely sold a Kildare fellow with a dummy, sent him to the shops on his left foot, jinked back <laughs> on his right and kicked a fantastic point. Um, Tommy Dowd was uh, inspirational as well that day. I think he won two penalties. One was converted by Trevor Giles and the other one was actually missed by Trevor. But subsequently, the re- not the rebound, but from the next play, the ball came in and Trevor uh, palmed it to the net. So 
he, he made amends, but Trevor Giles was flawless as well on that day. Unbelievable yeah. performance. But there was some great, like, even for Kildare, Davy Dalton, who whose son, young Davy, went on to play for Meaden the years after that. And Shawnee, obviously, for Summerhill too, you know, was fullback that day, um, coming to the end of his time. But a great servant, a great warrior of Kildare football too. A young Dermot Early even came on towards the latter end of the game too. So uh, that was that was probably the the birth of one of the great rivalries between Mead and Kildare. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely was. And, and and it lasted for a few years after that as well. But unfortunately, neither of them are kicking at the top table at the moment. Well, Mead are in Division 1, obviously, but not really uh, up there taking on Dublin as uh, as well as we'd like them to be. And, and it would be great to see both Kildare and Mead making a push in Leinster. Uh, uh, at some uh, as soon as possible, I was going to say this year, but you know we don't know what's going to happen this year with the championship. What else have you been watching? Hey, I've been watching Power on Instagram. It's seven series. It's really, really long, but it's a uh, it's a it's a really good uh, series, and I'm playing catch up again on Instagram. I watched Sunderland till I die as well. Season two, I'd seen season one. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's a it's an unbelievable documentary about. Uh, the decline of Sunderland Football Club over the last few years and the different owners and everything and all that goes into you know working in a football club and managing one and the fans more than anything really and the pain and suffering they've gone through great great watch uh, I'd really recommend it what about yourself have you been watching that in decent well uh, I'm nearly finished Ozarks now um, series three um, I, as I said a couple of weeks ago or, or last week even that I've been waiting for Ozarks to be to come back. And uh, it hasn't disappointed. It's been absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm on the last episode, so that will be watched tomorrow evening, Monday. Um, what else have I been watching? I've been just catching up on Mad Men, watching a bit of Tiger King as well. Um, yeah, what's it's that just, like? That's just mental. It's class. It's uh, did you did you watch Making a Murderer? I actually didn't, and I heard so no. much about it. No, I haven't watched it to be honest with you. It's it's it, again, it's another documentary, and uh, uh, the comparison that I was going to draw between the two of them is that you know you start off and you're watching uh, the documentary, and the first couple of episodes kind of lead you one way, and uh, there's this um, uh, character in it, well, she's not a character, she's a real person, obviously, because it's a documentary. Um, Carol Baskin, I think, is uh, Carol Baskin is her name, I think, but it's definitely Baskin is her second name. But uh, she's portrayed to be this, um, you know, uh, animal activist in the first couple of uh, episodes, and you're and the other guys are the bad guys and whatever, and, and, and which they are. Um, but she's portrayed to be, uh, you know, holier than thou, and then it turns out that uh, she's not maybe holier than thou, and 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 then it starts leading you down the other way, and you're starting to like the other characters who you didn't like at the start and stuff. It's 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 brilliantly made. It's a it's a it's a really good Netflix series. Um, that's well worth watching. Um, yeah, that's that's all I've been watching at the moment. Good stuff, good stuff. Plenty more to watch as well. There is indeed. Well, look, Davey, uh, I've taken up enough of your time, I'd say, at this stage, um, and uh, we better let the customer, or the customers, do you hear me, the, um, the listeners go and uh, get back to maybe some of the, the TV shows that they're watching or maybe get back to uh, cutting the glass or doing whatever it is that they're doing on this lockdown we just again we want to uh, remind people of the interviews and stuff that we've done recently we did the um the interview with connor nash that's on our patreon service and we also did the um uh, previews of the senior and intermediate uh, senior championships in mead or sorry inter the intermediate and senior championships in mead 
this year. If they go ahead, we've given a rundown on all of the teams, all of the um, uh, management teams, players, and how far we think they can go in the championship. This week, we're going to be doing the junior championship, so stay, stay tuned for that one. And remember, we are Mead. Why? Matters more. <laughs>